You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities. David, the only thing I can say about what's happening at the moment when I look at my screen is that despite the fact that the world markets are still under extreme pressure, the JSC's All Share Index has rallied by about, I mean, it was down around about 23 2.4%, now down about 15 1.6%. And sometimes the South African market it appears to me anyway, may I, maybe I'm being romantic, leads the market. In other words, people come and buy into an illiquid market in anticipation of the big market going up because it's so oversold. Oh, yeah, it doesn't sound convincing, does it? No, I'm sorry. I do apologise for offending you. That's not a convincing argument. No. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> I, think, I think our market's very thin. Mm. And to an extent... The rand has come under a lot of pressure. I think we've lost three, four percent um, in the last week or so. Uh, even not week, two or three days, and I think that's given us a little bit of a uh, support. So I think you have to consider that the rand is now sixteen twelve, and I think on Friday when we were trading, I can't remember where it was, but I think maybe in the region of about. 1530 or thereabouts. So yes. we've lost, I, th- I think there, I, I would imagine the Rand's lost four and a half percent. So to all our losses, you could probably add on another three or four percent. So even though it doesn't appear as though we've been hurt, uh, we have been. And Lindsay, the, the other point I want to make is that trade is exceptionally low. Um, so mm. I, I suppose there's, you know, you, if somebody wants to get out, uh, you're not finding persistent selling. You know, you're not finding continual selling because trade is so low. So someone gets out, that's it, and very little trade takes place after that. So I, I, I it's our market is weak. We held up so well, and we were doing so well, but now you're starting to see a lot of that foundation crumbling, and particularly in banks and some of the other stocks that had actually taken us up. It's not uh, – I'm just trying to look as I talk to you what the, the value traded is. We've still got about an hour or so to go. Mm. But, uh, you know, you know it's, it's probably more active than we've seen. We're at about 20 million. But that does suggest that, you know, there's, there's, there's been quite a bit of selling. Yeah, it's, it's it's always good to have low volume on a down day if you're a bull, that is, yeah. and uh, mm. high volume on uh, on an up day if you. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The yeah. point is that 20 billion, it'll probably go to close to uh, 25, 26 billion after the auction yeah. because there's mm. obviously maybe even more because there's a lot going on mm. here uh, today, David. Now, before we get into the, the the semantics and the spot prices and everything else, and uh, Tungela and what's the other one that came out today? Uh, Avenge came out with a cautionary tiny company. But anyway, you're reading over the weekend. I always like to know what you read over the weekend, David. Oh, sorry. Hold on one sec. My wife came in started talking to me. I missed it. <laughs> Give my love to Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. That's you right. know, she does this all the time, so it's whispering. I'm saying, yeah. I can't. Anyway, apologies. Just... Say that again, Lindsay. Okay. Uh, David, before we get into the semantics and the details of the market as they are currently trading, let's talk about your weekend because you're an assiduous reader, you're a diligent reader, uh, and you always love The Economist. I mean, it's a little bit left-wing, but uh, on the other hand, it's it's got some fine, fine journalists. What did they say this weekend? (laughs) You know, they they took a a swipe at uh, at Britain. 
And I mean, there was there was a lot uh, that they said about where Britain is. And what what astonished me is that um, that the momentum that they had during the first ten years of this of the current uh, centi- you know, century yes. and the, the 20 to 2010, let's call it that period, uh, they've given back a lot, having been a very efficient and uh, growth-orientated economy. A lot of that has, has been given up in the, the decade that followed. And they see this continuing. They do go back to almost comparing it to the pre-Thatcher days, you know, when Thatcher came in mm. and shook the market up and said, you know, just um, go travel abroad and see, you know, she said, travel abroad, see how much better our neighbors are doing. I think she said something like that. And, uh, you know, I think you're back to a situation where you need uncompromising uh, reforms. So highly critical, you know, uh, around where they see the UK in the next uh, few years, um, you know, continuing to decline and a lot worse off than it was pre-Brexit. So very, very uh, strong attack against Boris Johnson, the Tories, and so on. I don't think they're pro-Labour, you know, by no means, but I think they do want to give the Tories a, a, a bit of a shake-up. So I, I found that, uh, you know, quite... quite uh, I, I've, Lindsay, I've never been a favourite of the UK market. Maybe I haven't put it as eloquently as they have, but I've never found any businesses there that I really wanted to get my teeth into and say this is something one should have in a, a portfolio, apart from maybe one or two of the pharmaceutical companies, maybe AstraZeneca. Uh, also, there have been some you know, fairly decent businesses like BAE Systems, um, so on, you know, aer- um, aeronautics and uh, um, defense companies. But apart from that, there's nothing – that chunky that you want to buy. You know, a lot of the companies are mining companies that are quoted there that dominate the top end. So, I, you know, it's never been an area that, that, that I've really warmed to. So, yeah. I think in your position, you know, David, you, you've always mm. been US centric and, and quite right because yes. you like Silicon mm. Valley and you like mm. um, the, 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 the really big mm. companies that have not monopolies, but certainly they have big barriers mm. to entry and also. Um, yeah. What's the Dutch company you like? ASML. ASML, mm. yes, in, in Eindhoven. Mm. Yeah, you've always liked that. Mm. So why do you have to look elsewhere? I mean, if, if something comes no. up, why do you, you can't spread yourself that thin. I mean, you, you, you're, you're not a one-man band. You've got your uh, people no. around you. But if you like the United States and you understand it, which you do, um, and why go to the UK? I don't know. No. I, well, that's what I'm saying. I always, I'm always on the lookout for something that, that might be appealing. You know, I'm I'm still theme driven. Uh, still been looking at at what lies ahead. Uh, in the same Economist, uh, there was a, a a wonderful article on briefing on artificial intelligence, um, what they call foundation models, and the breakthroughs that are being you know being made there. Just and these these are um, I think what that what they do say is that a lot of new capabilities have been unlocked in artificial intelligence. You know, you can't emulate the human brain, but these computers are starting to think uh, like humans. But what's interesting is that, that um, Lindsay, is that it's pointing towards creating tools that will help productivity. That's important. In other words, 
you're going into a, a period where um, advances are going to help productivity, not like social media, which did nothing for productivity. You know, you knew there were advertising, there was media, but it didn't do anything to help your business. Whereas these um, artificial intelligence is moving in to make business a lot easier. You know, they, they give an example is you can start a sentence, it'll finish it for you, uh, probably using better language or better turn of phrase than you could have imagined. And just relying on thousands and thousands, you know, of, of, of pieces of, of, of data. So I found that's where I want to be. You know, that's what I'm looking at and saying, okay, what's, what's business going to look in the next few years? You know, what's the world going to look like with these kind of advances? And that's where, uh, you know, that's where I'm starting to, or not that I'm starting, that's where my focus has been and continues to be. Okay, good. So, um, you know, I, you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, would I buy stocks now? I think it's very difficult because the market is really under pressure now. You know, it's it's. I'm not going to stand in front of this oncoming train. You know, try to stop it. No, no, no. I'm stepping aside. You know. No, you're quite but, right because uh, um, because obviously the market's very oversold. If you're a technician and a, and a short-term trader, you'll probably be looking uh, maybe going into the close this evening. You maybe have a little nibble at a couple of uh, derivative contracts uh, for a short-term gain to the upside. But on the other hand. People I speak to say, no, I mean, people with lots and lots of money managing, you know, billions and billions and billions. And they just say, we're not doing anything. We're letting the dust settle. And there's no hurry at the moment. We're quite defensive. I was speaking to a chap earlier and he says, we're very defensive, have been for quite a while. And we're in no hurry to get into the market because even if it rallies, these are bear market rallies. We're in a secular bear market. I mean, look at Bitcoin, David. It's 16% down as we speak. 16%, 23,358.9, exactly 68%, sorry, 16% weaker. And people were uh, uh, saying this is going to be the next reserve currency. This is the way forward. And just, I have to, I get so annoyed about it because on Dutch television, during primetime broadcasting, there's this very high profile um, cryptocurrency platform and it says we've got a million people here and you've got to do this and it's oh. all very fancy and beautifully produced and some chap flying through the air in a storm and um, they're mm. promoting something that has fallen from 70 yeah, to, to 24 yeah. and I don't yeah. know I don't know um, there should be some there I, should be some regulation regarding advertising cryptocurrencies because they've been a disaster well I I, I think there's been a lot of reckless people, you know, um, pushing crypto, um, knowing fully what it is and what it stands for. And it hasn't withstood this test. Everybody thought it would be holed up and people would come and buy it. It hasn't. No. And that's a worrying sign. Uh, it's a deeply concerning sign. And I don't like people to lose money. I don't no. care on what. And what this, what this, what, what this is exposing that a lot of money has been lost. Look, there's similar. There, I, if you bought DocuSign, you're in a similar situation. If you bought a lot of other stocks, but no one wanted to buy those stocks. They were very flimsy. Uh, they were more ideas, very good ideas. They helped us in lockdown, but they never had the foundation or strength of some of the other big tech companies. Uh, you know, they were too far away. They weren't making big money. 
and I, and 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 for that reason, yes, a lot of those stocks have fallen. By the way, but that's not where we want to be. You know, that's and uh, I don't. You know, but what it does expose is just how much, what levels of speculation there were in the market, and I'm including, uh, I'm including cryptocurrencies as well. And I'm also very critical, Lindsay, of of some of the big houses that saw an opportunity to make commission. And went and opened desks, you know, without without really warning people about how volatile and how difficult this can be. You know, they smelt, oh, here's a way. Let's let's uh, you know let, let's let's get into the act because we can make big money as well. And it's something that 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 really turns me off with regard to to the industry in which I'm involved. Yeah. Anyway. You know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, David, there was, you, know, you, you mentioned Tungela because it was down about 8%, mm. still down about 8%, came out with a trading update. Let me have a look. Um, yeah, a pre-close statement and trading update. It opened down around about 2.5%, Now it's gone down 8%, obviously because of the overall market doing so badly. Um, it's a coal company, so it's, you have, yeah. you've got no interest in it, have you? I, no, I watch it very carefully. It's It's been an absolute winner on our market. It must be up in the region this year, I don't know, in the 150, 180,000, uh, sorry, 180%, simply because um, oil and other energy prices have gone through the roof. And uh, so it had the, it's, it's had the gearing. I'm not quite sure why, uh, why, why it was knocked on this report. Um, I think the outlook is, is 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 promising. I think the only thing that might might uh, stand in its way is the ability to actually uh, deliver on its production. You know, we've we've had a lot of issues getting coal to the harbour or coal to where it should be getting. So I'm not quite sure if there's anything that I saw that really scared me. I mean, bearing in mind that it's up about 180%. So yeah. um, I think you need to, to de do a deep dive into the analysis to find whatever reason it is that it came down. But it's a good business. And this was came out of uh, Anglo Coal. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't want it. Sorry, Anglo, sorry, Anglo-American. They didn't want it. Why didn't they want it? Because they didn't want to literally dirty their hands uh, with uh, with companies like this, you know, which are regarded as as uh, environmentally uh, messy, so so whoever bought Tongella has done pretty well. Yeah, they they have. Lindsay, not, it's a debate, eh? Not it's so a much big to debate. Do. Eh? Well, of course yeah. it is. I don't know where you stand on that, but I mean, do you say we like the company? You, you're going to make a lot of money out of it because the coal price has doubled in the last oh. year. But on the other hand. ESG investors will yeah. punish us, or ESG um, fund managers will punish us in the I, future and, and say to us, mm. we'll take you to task because you were promoting Tungela, and therefore you might lose their business. It's a very difficult balancing act, David. Yeah, yeah. No, you're dead right. And it's, it's very it's, – uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, so you're yeah, a fence sitter. You're sitting on the fence, well, in other I, words. I, no, I, I recognize that. That in these times that uh, you can't go from you know from from fossil fuel from from coal energy to um, you know to, to to clean air to environmentally friendly uh, energy producers you know, overnight there has to be a transition period and I think we're being caught now so with very little investment having been put into 
fossil fuel or oil or anything like that, uh, we're caught. You know, the, the market is caught. I was thinking this morning, I was running and it was cold. You know, for Joburg, it's cold. When, I mean, it's not, it's not Northern Europe cold, but it was cold. Hmm. And I thought, what, what do you say if there's a, some chap on the side of the road, you know, just selling, um, selling fruit or food to a passerby and he wants to keep warm? And he puts a brazier there with choline. What do you say to him? Sorry, you, you're messing up the air. You know, uh, what do you say? What do you, what, you know, what do you say to him? Sorry, you should get a, a solar powered heater. No, I think there's a, a slight difference that. between. Uh, I think there's, 30, yeah. there's 34 uh, countries at the moment building new coal power. Uh, sorry, there's 34 yeah. new uh, coal fired power stations being built in the world at the moment. Most of which are in China, and China says this is not what we're going to use this is just a backup just in case uh, something this is our 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 backup to the existing systems and they are very committed to you know solar and wind and all the other things hydroelectric yeah. and stuff but um i don't know david the chap on the side of the road keeping warm because he needs to make a living that's that's not a problem but it's the it, it's Big fossil yeah. that is the problem. I think. I mean, you okay. and I won't won't care. We'll be dead by the time. Um, <laughs> but you you have to you have to respect future I generations know. of Shapiro's. Oh. I think. You know, but Lindsay, at the the one thing that is scaring us at the moment is the oil price, and we've been talking about it. And until the oil price comes down or is contained, or more supply comes in, these markets are going to remain on edge. You know, I don't. I, the, the other issues related to uh, inflation don't bother me that much. Even wages, I think, can be brought down and can be controlled. Um, airfares, uh, what else, rentals and all those other peripheral stuff. I think the scary part and the one that, that, that can really do damage is the oil price. I think even food prices can change quite quickly. Um, but but I think the, the oil side of it and the energy side is – for me, the one scary thing, and and I think that's the one that's just keeping keeping us awake at night. We don't know where the next move is because it doesn't it doesn't show any sign of weakening, and we might well get those one thirty, one forty, one fifty price levels. Yes, and maintain and U.S. inflation. At, yeah, and maintain U.S. inflation mm. at eight point six percent. Everyone was saying eight point three percent. Maybe we've even peaked. It may even tick down yeah. a couple of points, but no up three points to 8.6% uh -huh. from the previous month of 8.3% year on year. Maybe this is the time. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at oil now. Okay, it's, um, where is it? Where is my CLB commodity index? It's $120.43. It was 124 a week yeah. ago. But it's still, every time it dips, people just buy into it. I don't know mm. whether it's the Saudis mm. goosing it up or whatever. I mean, they've, they've bought... I don't know. There bought, is no supply. No, they bought the world. No. Of They've got plenty of supply. There's there's no shortage. Well, of they're oil. not releasing it. Exactly. Yeah, they're not releasing it. Yeah. yeah, and they might they might say that it's going to take a bit of investment for us to release it, whatever the situation is. But no one seems to be getting on top of it. There's no one putting their hand up and saying, "Okay, we're going to come to the party." So you've still got the war lingering. It's mm. not. It's not. Doesn't look like there's going to be any quick solution there. So, you know, that, that, that's an issue, which means that you can't deal with the Russians. In any case, I don't think they'll want to. So you've got, for me, it's, it's until we see any kind of, uh, backtracking in the, the oil or gold uh, or oil or uh, prices. I think markets are going to remain as nervous as they are because we, we don't know what the next move is. 
Uh, new lows on the S&P, by the way, David. Uh, the day's range has been yeah. 38.76 on the low mm. to 38.76 yeah. on the high. So we've had a 100-point range, and it's on the low at the moment, 2.9% yeah. weaker. Uh, the JSC, though, I don't know. Maybe there's no sellers left. Maybe there's no liquidity. Maybe I, there's no buyers, <laughs> so they say we're not going to sell. <laughs> I, I, it could be like that. You know, It could be a situation. Uh, very much like that. That, that, that there is no, uh, you know, no, no, no one wants to sell. Um, mm. it's, I, I, I'm just looking at the prices at the moment. We're down about 186. Yeah, so that, that's a big move. So, so we've lost maybe eight now, 10% since the beginning of the year. We were up a lot better. But when I look at the depth of the market, you know, there's, there's, maybe one gainer versus every seven losers. The one thing that I have never seen before Lizzie, uh, is I looked at my U.S. list. Yes. You know, I took a list of U.S. stocks, and I'm going to look now again, and I cannot find a gainer. Hmm. At the one end is, at, oh, yeah, sorry, international business machines up 0.8%. That's the one gainer. And I've, I, I must be watching 50, 60, 70 odd stocks, you know, the big, at the other end, it's Alibaba, which is uh, I'm looking at the which is listed there, is down 9.4 percent. Carnival, Shopify, Roku, all of these in the region of seven eight percent down. So you have a massive wide range or a very broad range of selling uh, in the U.S. at the moment, and there's a similar trend in in, in Europe as well. You know, uh, a handful of stocks against this massive uh, sell-off. Carlsberg up, the biggest gainer I've got is Carlsberg up 1.5%. And remember, this is my list that I put together. On the other hand, Just Eat Takeaways down, which is Amsterdam, down 15.9%. Remember, this is stock that I think that, that, that uh, um, Process wanted to buy. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they, were, they were offering an outrageous <laughs> price. Thank goodness they didn't <laughs> no. buy it. Thank goodness. No, you, know, you know what it's down? You know it's down on a year. It's down seventy six percent. Oh my goodness! What they were so lucky. Yeah. They wanted it, and and mm. they, they, mm. uh, I think Just Eat said no. We want a little bit more money, or someone else came yeah. in, yeah. and then they withdrew. It's the yeah. easiest accidental withdrawal in history. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How much money? Yeah, I mean, are. yeah. What's mm. what's happened to mm. Nespers and Process today, by the way? Down, but let me tell you how much. Nasdaq down. Oh, I messed up here. I, I do this every time. Are you kidding? Old? I do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, anyway, sorry. I have to do it in alphabetical now. I did have it in in <laughs> what's the name? Nasdaq. Yeah, Nasdaq <laughs> down one point four percent. That's nothing. And uh, no, and process is down one point eight percent. Yeah, but I think the rand is given it some kind of support. Have a look at the US 10-year Treasury bond yield, now 3.3%, which is a multi-multi-year high. 3.30? Yeah, 3.30%. That's a a really big move. But, you know, what we don't realize while we're talking about stocks going down, as those rates go up, of course, the capital losses as well. So both markets are taking uh, quite a bit of strain. I mean, you know, that, that gives you no safe haven other than cash. 
or the low end of the market. But the interesting thing is, David, that uh, d during um, recent sell-offs, not quite as dramatic as we've had in the last three trading days, is that the bond market, the bond yields have stabilised, and in fact, actually, the yields have gone down, and the bond market has gone up because they're perceived as safe haven investments. Today, it's everything that's gone down, everything. Yeah. So people are yeah. selling, yeah. selling their bond positions, they're selling their yeah. cryptocurrencies, they're selling gold, even. Everything's going down. It's a big washout. Yeah, it is a washout. It's uh, that, that's why I say these markets are so difficult, and that includes, um, you know, that that would include things like cryptocurrency, which have come under enormous pressure. So it just seems to be a, a rush for the doors, you know, in every respect. Just give us cash. You know, we're just going to hold on to cash, or probably at the low end of the market, you know, one year or two year uh, bonds. David, the S&P is at a 52-week low at 3781, mm. which is down over 3% on the day. This is not great. That's a big sell. It's a no, huge that's a sell. big sell. And this is not mm. a small market. Mm. You talk about the JSC. No. Uh, S&P no. 500. No. It's a, it's a no, different it's league. A we, we, we thought capitulation had taken place, but mm. I think this is, you know, this is even broader. And, and you see, there's nothing to drag people in. I mean, again, coming back to looking on the weekend and going through um, the stories, you know, there's nothing there as an investor that would shake me and say, look, here, value is starting to appear. It's it's very, very disturbing what you're reading. And I think a lot is around, uh, you know, where, how the oil price is going to uh, kind of flow through the system and, and, and impact in, impact business in every respect. So, I, I, you know, it's a scary, and I, I tend to be bullish. I tend to look for the stories, but I'm saying mm. until that goes away, you know, until that bug goes, no, nothing's going to happen here. No one's going to come in. You're not going to buy the market with oil at 120, heading towards maybe 130. No, you're not. Okay, David, uh, thanks very much for your insight. I'd love to talk to you about football, but the only story I can think <laughs> The only story I can think about is Erling Haaland going to Man City. He arrived today and he put on his shirt and he did a photo call and he did a, an interview. Um, but I, I saw this chap play against, uh, he plays for Norway and he was playing in the UEFA Champions, uh, Nations League, sorry, against uh, Sweden last night. And he scored two of the goals. Uh, Norway beat Sweden 3-2. Oh, okay. and, and he assisted with the other. So he scored two and he assisted with the third. He's a machine. I thought Lukaku would do, do, would do yeah. really well because he's a great, big, uh, bustling, muscly, powerful chap with good pace and everything else. But Erling Haaland makes him look like, like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the one thing that where you have a striker like that, you have to play to his strengths. Yes. You know, and, and I, I always believe that, that with Lukaku, he was just out of the game. You know, he just was never in a game. They never played to, to uh, you know, to his strengths at all. And uh, he was so good at, at Inter Milan. And, you know. So sometimes maybe you've got to build your game around someone like him, like they did around Messi. Hmm. Uh, and, and let's hope that, that Man City is like that. But I think that Pep is a good enough coach to ensure that that happens. He wouldn't have paid all that money for someone unless no. he had a, a grand plan. No. Yeah, no. exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, David, thank you very much. David all Shapiro right. is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World.
The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.